business ain't got a lot to say. On all the things we go through within the day. Politics, dating, recipes, traveling. And yep, of course, I'm the karaoke queen. Hip-hop. I take no L's. I'm always booking flights. This yeah. is my lovely lunatic lead your life. Kaboom! Guess who steps in the room? This is my lovely lunatic lead your life. Kaboom! Guess who steps in the room? The one What's up, everybody? Oh, here we go again. My bad. I'm still learning how to use this machine, so don't judge me. This is the one and only Miss A of my lovely Lunatic Leo Life podcast, and I have a special guest with us here today. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this day for a few uh, weeks. So um, this is my boy, Antonio, the medicine man. Can I call you the medicine man? Yes. That was your introduction. Casique <laughs> Antonio. Antonio, yes. I'll say it that way. I don't want to say it that way. Antonio. (laughs) (laughs) Cacique Antonio. Cacique means chief in the Arawak nation, in the Arawak language, Taino language. So Cacique Antonio. Cacique. Mm -hmm. Okay, Cacique Antonio. Um, So I went on a Yahe retreat, which is, we'll get into the difference between ayahuasca and Yahe. But the reason why I always say ayahuasca is because whenever I say Yahe, they don't know it. So I'll just say a retreat. Um, and then once we talk about it, then I'll, you know, tell them that what I really did. Yeah, most people don't even know the difference between ayahuasca and yahe. They, they just think it's the same medicine. They say, oh, yahe comes from the Colombian Amazon. Ayahuasca comes from Peru. And then Brazil got Santo Daime, Daime medicine. But there is botanical differences and cultural differences and ex- ex- experiences that can be very different. Is yahe more of an older plant medicine? Yahe is a much older technology. Um, yahe... The tribes that work with Yahé um, were lived so deep in the Amazon they, where they were never colonized and they were never conquered by any other tribes like the Incas. The Incas were very imperialistic. So they, oh, bless you. Sorry. Incas conquered, you know, from Bolivia all the way to Ecuador. So as the Incas conquered all of the Central South America, you conquer people, you absorb some of their beliefs and their traditions um, so the the tribes that work with Yahé, the Kofan, and even deep, even older tribes like the Sequoia that showed the, the Kofan from Colombia um, how to work with Yahé. They've never been colonized, never been conquered by other tribes. So the Yahé traditions go back about 5,000 years. So it's a very pure uh, culture, um, ceremony-wise and even the technology is a much older technology in ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, Inca served it, um, served it to the mestizos and colonizers and taught it to other tribes. So with ayahuasca, you have a lot of influence of different tribes. Still a very beautiful medicine, mm-hmm. but very different as well. Kind of the same, but um, with the yahe, you have more tryptamines, like 5-MeO-DMT plants, where ayahuasca doesn't have any 5-MeO plants. So that's a, that's a big difference um, in the botanical difference and in the experience. Wow. So I did Yahe, um, but you've done ayahuasca plenty of times, right? Yeah, I've sat with ayahuasca for probably two years, two, three years. Okay. Um, two, two, three years, three, about three years solid. So probably three dozens of ayahuascas. Oh, three dozen ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, I did a lot of ayahuasca at one point. I was a, it's called ayahuasquero. Ayahuasquero. Yeah. All right. Someone I'm that does a lot of ayahuasca. At one point, I was a ayahuasquero like every other weekend. Every really? week. Oh, you could do it that much? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I thought yeah. maybe it's like once every a month or something, but you could do that. No, nah, if you're ayahuasquero, I mean, you got people that drink every weekend. You got oh, ayahuasqueros wow. and you got, you know, depending on the holiday or the season, sometimes people will drink all week. See, now, I understand why they would do that. You guys, I'm going to get into my experience towards the end of the show. Trust me, you do not want to miss it because it's very, it really changed my life. Honestly, like, I'm not the same Miss A that I was in January. I'm completely different. Even though I still got my human side that's a little goofy and sometimes I get mad, like, damn, why do I feel these emotions when I know I'm a new spiritual being? You know what I mean? And I've been going down a path, like a whole different path where I never thought of plant medicine being as something that would heal me. Like it was just recently I started um, looking into ayahuasca within the last couple of years. And last year when I actually um, was introduced to you guys, I let his girlfriend know I would love to try ayahuasca, but I wasn't ready for it. 
I swear I wasn't ready for it. Then after I had my surgery, which I talked about in the last episode, um, the gastric sleeve surgery, I went through like a whole change. I didn't even know I was going through anything spiritually. I just thought I was just keeping to myself and trying to mentally heal and physically heal. But I didn't realize it was something spiritual going on. So after that, then I had COVID, almost dying from COVID, and then pneumonia. All those four months put me in the state of mind where I was ready. It put me on the path. Like, everything is going according to plan. You know what I mean? <sighs> Y'all, I can't wait to tell you guys, like, the shit. <laughs> yeah, well, you sat a ceremony with me twi- twice, once at a weekend retreat, and uh, not too long ago as well. So I know you're a warrior. Yeah, yo, I, he... I, I know you're a warrior. I cannot thank you guys enough. Like, seriously, it's been a life-changing event. Now, I do want to talk about how some people think ayahuasca is something that you could just go ahead and drink and just you know like some people based off of me seeing articles about ayahuasca or youtube videos they just doing it just because it's a thing to do is being like gentrified or what's the word uh yeah the colonization of plant medicine but um yeah there's definitely these are not recreational substances these are not drugs these are sacraments the real true earth sacraments you have Um, to pay respect to them absolutely and um even when you drink a lot of ayahuasca or yahe, you're doing it in a ceremonial setting every single time. There's no, it's not a type of medicine where you're going to um, watch funny movies and listen to hip hop. Mm. Um, puts you in a very sacred, sacred space. And when it puts you in those spaces, it, it really gives you some divine remembrance of who you are. And in that divine remembrance of who you are is where the, is how the healing takes place. Yeah. Some people, like, I've really, since I was healing for the last few months, I felt like my heart was pure and I was open to receive what the medicine gave me. And it was my time. Like, I was ready and prepared for it. I didn't know what to expect. I was nervous the few months or the few weeks leading up to it. But the night of, I was so calm. Like, I was calm. And so um, I just... (sighs) Yeah, I mean, no one, ayahuasca in your hair, I mean... You know, no one's doing it because um, because it's recreational. You don't people don't do these medicines. You're gonna purge out of both holes, and and no. you know you got a purge bucket, and you run into the bathroom. So it's it's it's, it's 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 hard work. It's hard work, and once you get in those realms and have and get into the visionary plane, you know it, it, it takes a lot to be there as a heart conscious person to be there yeah. and do that type of work. Well, I mean, since we're talking about it, I might as well talk about my experience, you know, because I just it's feeling like it's time for me to talk about it. Um, I actually did talk about it on my Instagram, my lovely lunatic Leo life. So you could go check out um, a live a live story that I did. So it's saved in my profile. But so, yeah, first of all, these people, I had never met them before. This is my first time meeting everyone except for you. I'd met you before. So that was another thing is you're around strangers, but they became like my spiritual family, you know, afterwards. Um, so I couldn't uh, drink alcohol for like the two weeks ahead of time. No alcohol, no masturbation, no sex, no meat. Um, not even any garlic or onions. It was just like straight vegetables, maybe rice, potatoes, a little bit. Um, no certain seasonings you couldn't use. You know, it was like strict dieta is what they call it. Mm-hmm. So it was a struggle. So I would say I did for like a week and a half. I ain't gonna lie. But no, that's good. I'm glad you did because it, it, dieta directly affects your experience. Um, and if you don't abide by the dieta. What people don't understand about these plants is that they're master, master conscious plant teachers and master conscious plant healers, and they know if you did the dieta or not. And if you didn't do the dieta, you probably won't have an experience, and you will probably have a really hard time, and you'll probably be purging out of all holes the whole night. So the medicine would mollywop you <laughs> if you don't come with the proper reverence, <laughs> proper respect, and follow the proper dieta. So we always ask people at least do one week before ahead of time, but some people do <coughs> People do go ahead and do like a whole month before, and some people really stick with the dieta afterwards as too. Um, I always recommend stick with the dieta a few days afterwards, but I couldn't wait to have a steak. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, with you know, meat really helps you ground after you sit with these type of medicines. Okay, um, because you're you're in these spiritual realms, and you have to integrate your spirit back into your body. Right. So um, sometimes people have a problem grounding, and meat is actually a really good way to, to ground. I don't like using meat to ground, um, but I have. 
if if I'm too out there for too long. Okay. Now, what he means by this, folks, is they seriously will put you in another realm. Like, I remember being between the spirit realm and the physical realm because I heard the music that was playing it in the same room as me, but it sounded like it was far away. I didn't hear it close up to where I was. So the first night that we did it, you know, we all were laid out in the living room and we had, everyone was just comfortable. We had our sheets, our covers, our pillows. I hate staying on the floor, so I was Padded down, like I had five pillows, like mad pillows, mad comforters, everything, you know. And then everyone has a purge bucket, so you have to be comfortable with being able to throw up at any time or have to go poop at any time, and not just poop. Okay, this is like loud, watery shit. Okay, yeah, it's cleansing you. I mean, a lot of people also don't um, understand like the medicinal side of it. I mean, you're drinking pure jungle juice. I mean the the pure magnesium, the pure B vitamins, the stuff that's in these vines that's growing in the earth. Wow. Um, it's almost, sometimes you purge because it's so detoxifying to your body. Your body's like, what is all this fresh? And it's just like, because it can't it. take it. So, wow. I mean, you get a real, um, you, when you purge, you get an energetic purge, an energetic cleanse, where you're purging stuff from deep inside your soul that don't longer serve, serve you. But many people um, don't really realize you're also getting a detox as well. I definitely got a detox. <laughs> I definitely was detox. And we couldn't um, eat or drink within at least four or five hours beforehand. Yeah, well, your head's a little different um, when it comes down to there's a lot of fasting. There's more fasting involved with your head. So okay. we're like, um, ayahuasca's the same too. If you sit with elders, uh, elders will make you fast, but they'll let you consume some soups and some juices and some water throughout the day. Your head, it tends to be a little bit more strict. And you usually have like breakfast and then they let you hydrate throughout the day. And then usually, you know, about two, three o'clock, um, no food, no water. Yeah. And you don't start ceremony till 10, 11 o'clock at night with your hand. You drink until the morning. So the sun comes up <coughs> with, yeah. with ayahuasca. You start in the evening as soon as the sun goes down and the ceremony is usually done around midnight. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, okay. you might be journeying still till one, two in the morning, but the ceremony has already been closed. Oh, yeah, we were up all night. Um, so when we did, I wanted the full experience, so I did whatever everyone else is doing. And before I let you know, I'm not really like a traditional meditator. At least I don't think I am. I always do sit in my thoughts and think a lot, you know, but it's not like I say, okay, I'm going to go sit here and meditate for this amount of time. So a lot of people were meditating, so I was just trying to, you know, just center myself. I wasn't nervous. Like I said, I was calm the night of, but I was just sitting in my thoughts as I normally do. Um, and then they have tobacco, which is very sacred. What was it called? Ta- the snuff? Yeah. Hape or, hape. Ha- or hape. Hape. Some people say with an H. Some people say with R, hape or hape. Uh. And that's a tobacco-based snuff. Uh, it's very sacred medicine. It's not a visionary plant, although there is visionary um, hapes that has 5-MeO-DMT. That's what um, that's the, my ancestors used, the Tainos from the Caribbean in South Florida. We used a 5-MeO DMT snuff called Yopo or Cojoba. Okay. Um, so they do bake hapes with DMT in it. Oh. And they will open up the visionary plane for you. And they do it the same way? The same exact way. Oh, yeah. But oh. You, do, you do a lot more. Uh, you do a lot bigger dosages when you work with the 5-MeO, when you work with the snuff. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's, it's tobacco-based uh, snuff with other flowers and plants from the Amazon is grow is sacred medicine is grown in the Amazon. Um, so it's not like the tobacco you get in North America with all the chemicals and all that stuff in it. Mm. Um, and there's a process where they dry it out and grind it. Yeah. You blow it up the nose. It's a little, <coughs> a little, um, yeah, that shit burns. It's comfort, little burn. It burned like the side of my right brain. I know the first thing I did was like go like this. You have to do it on both nostrils mm-hmm. and you have to hold it in as long as you can without trying to blow it out. Mm-hmm. But I said I wanted the full experience, and that was to ground me or to Yeah, it me. grounds you immediately and centers you immediately. Uh, what would take me about an hour of meditation, um, Hape will ground you and center you in just a few minutes. So after that unpleasant part is when you, you really ground and centers you and kind of calms you down and really puts you in that ceremonial space getting ready to do to drink the medicine. Okay. And, and, so- you, and usually I like to serve um, Hape when people are too chit-chatty. Oh. <laughs> and, 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 and the ceremony's about to start. I'm like, okay, what's happening? Then they shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but it is a beautiful medicine. Thank God we have access to that medicine here. Thank God it's still not illegal. Um, okay. 
Um, but yeah, you know, I'm from I'm from the body. I'm from the hood. I grew up in Elizabeth, Newark, Spanish Harlem. When I first found out about Hoppy, I was like, I ain't putting nothing up my nose. <laughs> like, uh, I grew up in the '90s. We don't do right. that stuff. And um, I was a little, still a little ignorant to it. But as I educated myself, and I finally tried Hoppy in Peru, actually, the first time I did it. Mm-hmm. And it just blew me away. I was like, oh, wow. I mean, my chakras was wobbling and shaking and spinning. Wow. And I was like, this is amazing. But no one told me that I had to blow it out. <laughs> now, what? when you when you get used to working with hape, you don't blow it out. You actually swallow it. Oh. Yeah, and that's how you get the extra um, medicinal properties like the anti-parasitic. And, really? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You oh, get wow. an anti-inspectic. Um, but when you first start working with it, you don't really want to swallow it because you got to work your way up to that. You want to blow it out and spit it out. You leave it up there as long as you can. No one told me that. So then um, after about 30 minutes, I felt sick. It was too much. <laughs> oh, now Lord. I know why. And I'm like, uh. so I walk into the Maha Temple in Sacred Valley, ready for ayahuasca. And one, of the, one of the facilitators is like, hey, you keep walking in and out. I'm like, yeah, they, they gave me hape. I'm, I started purging. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. He was like, it's cleansing you. And that is wow. a cleansing. When medicine makes you purge, it's an energetic cleanser you're going through. Mm. And he's like, don't worry. Ayahuasca is going to take that away. It was my first time doing ayahuasca in Peru. I went in my hot tempo. I'm like, start this start the ayahuasca <laughs> ceremony. I said, I need some ayahuasca. <laughs> oh, I don't feel this no more. Damn, really? Yeah. And then when you go down to Central South America, do hape, they're not giving the dosages that I give. Oh, like more I was, than yours? I was giving tiny yeah, dosages. Yeah, yours is little. Like, no, they give you scoops of it. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, you do you have to if you do ayahuasca? Because I can't. No, do that. no, you don't have to. Hope it's, Y'all, it's I couldn't. Optional. I was coughing. My eyes was watering. My brain was hurt. Well, it didn't hurt for that long, but it was too much. Imagine tobacco like ash being blown up your nostrils, both of them. But it's in the ceremonious way. You still, he says his prayer. The whole time we did everything ceremoniously. It's not like we just all waiting with turn. Like I'll take a shot. I'll take a shot. No. They had the music going. We had um, live instruments, traditional instruments. Um, they had a few facilitators who've done this before. So if anybody needs to go to the bathroom or they're having a an extra time with however they're feeling, they'll come in and cater to you. You know. Yeah, they come over and give you a limpieza. Limpieza means uh, cleanse, cleanse in Spanish. So basically, uh, cleanse the spirit, cleanse the mind, cleanse the heart. Yes, and oh my God, they really helped me. I'm telling you. It was just Graciela. She was with me when I felt my ancestor wake up inside of me. Like when I had the change, she was with me the whole time. And it was it was nothing I can do. I was still in my conscious mind. So it's not like I'm out out of like as everything was happening, my mind is like, how am I gonna explain this to my podcast listeners? You know what I mean? Like I was trying to remember everything, but at some point I just had to let go, you know. The first night I did the medicine was more of an opening, like eye opener as to who I am. You know what I mean? I always downplayed who Miss A is because I'm told, Oh, you're such a Leo or you're so conceited, but I was like I have every right to be, you know, because I really am great at what I do because I've been doing it for so long. Things didn't just fall into my lap. I went through a lot of disappointments. I went through so much shit that you guys would never even know to be at this point that I am now. So it was like the medicine was telling me, like, you are that bitch. Don't let anyone tell you and don't dim it down. You know, shine bright because you're meant to be like... I already realized what my purpose was maybe a couple years ago. But when I took the medicine, it confirmed, like... I'm going to be great. Me talking all the time, there's going to be things I'm going to talk about that's going to help change people's lives, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And I saw it. I saw my ancestor breathe life into my lovely lunatic Leo life. I was chanting it in my head, and I saw a figure just, like, glowing life into my, my podcast name. Um, I think you met the incense, incense goddess. That's who blows the smoke in your face, and she's pretty sassy. Really? Yeah. She was doing it for, like, she blessed me. Oh, yeah. I felt I it. I met her that night, too. I met her the night before. Wow. Yeah, because we, we sat in ceremony before. Us facilitators, we, we went a day early, and we cleansed the space and did a ceremony so that when you guys arrive, energetically, the space has been cleansed. Because people don't understand energy work, shamanic work, or spiritual work. And we had, we had a cleanse. I mean, it was an Airbnb on, on sacred Native American Indian land, but because it was Airbnb, the residual energy of everyone that has stayed there was still there. Mm. And when we did the ceremony the night before, we heard everyone that was there before leave. Wow. So we had to clean the space. So there's a lot a lot of work that goes into this energetically and spiritually that people don't understand because <clears throat> they're so stuck in that Western colonized mindset of the logical mind and not <clears throat> not spirit and not heart. Um, so that, that's what North America is. It's the logic, it's the mind, it's technology. Central South America is the heart. 
Mm. And it's the spirit. And it's the ways of the, the ancient ways. And the ancient ways are coming back, you know. They're making their ways up into the inner, inner urban cities. And I'm going to make sure of that. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to ask you. Like, what made you get into doing plant medicines and wanting to be a plant man, uh, medicine man coming from Elizabeth, from the hood? Like, um, did you used to drink and smoke and all that? Yeah, plant medicine saved my life and saved many other people. Um, yeah, just like everyone else in the ghetto. All I, I was into numbing. I was into drinking a bunch of alcohol every weekend. Taking them, taking them skizzies and them e pills, smoking a thousand blunts. It's a numb, 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 numb. And as I got older, had a daughter that calmed me down a little bit. Got cased up, that calmed me down a little bit. And then over time, um, I had a sister that was doing these mystical journeys to Peru. Um, shout out to Just Different on um, Instagram in One Heart Tribe, and um. After like five years, she kept calling. And she called me one year like, brother, you've been trying to come for all these years. You're coming. And I remember like just cursing out my boss at the car dealership. <laughs> I was selling pre-owned, uh, pre-owned um, vehicles, pre-owned luxury vehicles. And I just cursed. I was like, I don't need this. And she called me. I checked my bank account. had a couple thousand saved up. I was like, you know what? I'm out. Wow. And that was the first time I did any medicine ceremonial. And it was life-changing. And um, since then, I've just been, like, recruiting our people, black, brown, and Latinos from the city and just black, brown, Latinos in general. Because I feel like it's important for them. Yeah, because these medicine are medicines and people in the hood, in the ghettos, in the barrios, in the inner city, <clears throat> calling, oh, I'm, I don't want to hallucinate. Oh, you know, that's those <clears throat> those hippies, um, drugs, those, you know, those are white people drugs, this, that, all these myths. Oh, you're going to get stuck. Uh, when people don't even know these medicines are ancestral to us, you know, ibogaine comes from Africa, mushrooms comes from mushrooms grow all around the world. Right. <laughs> um, you know, ayahuasca and yahes, you know, they, they come from the Amazon. You got uh, peyote in North America. You got San Pedro cactus that grows in the Andes. Mm. I mean, so these medicines are our medicines. Right. And, um, Before the white man came and started processing stuff in factories that people would rather take than rather real plant medicines. Yeah, and, and I mean, right now, privileged folks are, are using these. Um, I stay away from, I, stay, I like to stay away from the word psychedelic because it's a very colonized Western way of thinking of them. Mm-hmm. The word is actually entheogens, entheogenic plants, meaning sparking the God within. And when you finally sit in a medicine, uh, circle and they're having a visionary plane experience. No one comes out of this ceremony talking about, oh, I was hallucinating. I, I was making things up. No, people mm-hmm. come out of their journey like, I know what I saw. I know what I felt. I know what I heard. I know what they told me. Yeah. You know, I know who I spoke to. And that was just <laughs> as valid as this 3D reality. <laughs> you know, but going back even further, I was sitting, I was one of the few people doing medicines in the ghetto. When I was 10, 11 years old, we was taking high-dose mushrooms and LSD back Damn, then. Damn, really? <laughs> yeah, in the ghetto, you always had, like, this one <clears throat> white hippie that would come around, like, once a year. And somebody in the hood knew him. And if you was around that weekend when he came out... Oh, my God. You was good. And, and not and not even back then, it was only a handful of us that would do it, you know? People were like, oh, no, you know, people were used to numbing, numbing. Yeah. Weed, alcohol, pills, numb, numb, numb. You know, you know in, in the hood, we got cocaine and heroin all day. And numb, 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 numb. And so I always had really great experiences. Even as a young kid, I never had what's called a bad trip because I always knew even at a young age that these substances, that's what I would call them then. Now I know they're sacraments. Uh, I knew they could alter your state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. So even at a young age, I knew that I could achieve alter states of consciousness. And when you do medicine, you want to have a lot of reverence and respect for the plant spirit and the plant itself and the ceremony. So looking back at it, Knowing that they would, they could offer me ultra states of consciousness, I think that was the reverence and respect that I was showing. Mm-hmm. So I've never really had what people call a bad trip. It was more like right. a journey. I don't even like to use the word trip. Um, <coughs> throughout the years as a kid, you know, then you, you, you know, that one year, you wasn't around that one weekend, you wasn't getting no oh, mushrooms yeah. or no LSD. So throughout the years, I, when I did come across them, I would dive deep into them. And um, yeah, it wasn't until this, going to <coughs> Peru and really sitting in a ceremonial space. And the first time I did ayahuasca just changed my life completely. And I did two ayahuascas my first time in Peru, and it was life-changing. That's why I thought I would try ayahuasca out of the country. So I was, you know, I planned on it, but I was just like, 
the way it came to me is how it's supposed to be. Like, like I said, it's, everything was leading up to the moment that I took it. And so it was just amazing. Like I said, it's life changing. It showed me some relationships with people I've had in my life. Um, for my mother and my brother, um, it showed me how strong my spirit is. Now, one thing I wasn't sure was, am I dealing with my ancestor or is it my spirit? There was one moment, the second night, which was a stronger brew than the first night. Well, it wasn't stronger. It was just different. The uh, first brew was because with your hand, it's, it's not so much a purgative, purgative like ayahuasca is because they don't use the bark. The bark they use it in ayahuasca makes you really purge a lot. Okay. Well, yeah, hey, you you can and you will purge, as you know, but it's not necessarily you don't purge as much or sometimes you won't purge at all. But the first brew was really designed to cleanse. Okay. Cleanse and clear, cleanse and clear, cleanse and clear. And the second brew was more designed to go in deeper into the, into the visionary planes. Honey, that's exactly where I went. Okay, mm-hmm. like I and I felt it at first I'm sitting there cuz it took longer than the night before, so I'm like, yo, I hope I'm going to feel this shit. And like five minutes after I said that, because it took about maybe 30 minutes before I started to feel anything. I just started breathing in and out deeply. Like it looked like I was watching a movie where a zombie was coming alive or something like that. Then, and mind you, I'm laying down on my left side. Then my whole body started moving with the breath. And I was just like, okay, it's not, but I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared at all. And then that's when um, Graciela came over to me. I guess she noticed something was going on because I couldn't control it. I, but I wasn't trying to stop it. I was just embracing everything, you know? And then I just started feeling like a warrior, a strong warrior queen was running through my blood. You know what I mean? So I was like, is this my ancestor? And in some points I started like jerking and my arm was moving, but I felt like that was my spirit trying to fight my ancestor and she's trying to let me, she's trying to be like, let me take control and help you out because you're always trying to take control. Like, this is a conversation that we're having, actually, too. But I didn't, I don't know how to explain it because I'm not talking. And I can see it was dark in there, even though I don't, without, I can't see without my glasses. So it was dark, but I could see things moving around. So I wasn't sure if it was spirits or it was people moving around. <laughs> but it was just like, I just felt the powerfulness. And this is when I showed me, like, who I am. And I can't downplay I'm here for a reason and I know it and it's for a great purpose like I said all the things I've been through is people hating on me and I don't even know it because I'm so innocent and things like that but it's because they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself and they and they they didn't have any of that in them you know Mm -hmm. but everyone has their own path or purpose to me now I know I'm the shit but to you, you might not think that, but you should think you're the shit too. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it just showed me like my purpose in life. And it just showed me like I saw who my soul. Now, here's another thing, y'all. I keep talking about my soulmate that I met. He's putting me through the ringer right now. Like, but this is part of our separation. Like our twin, this is, he's my twin flame. I saw it that night, you know, like, and I was fighting. I, I knew all this fight was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to be like that. I thought it would just be, I found him, he's mine. No, it's not even. We're going through a separation right now with the Twin Flames or whatever. I've been I've been going deep. <laughs> but um, it showed me that, um, it showed me, oh, this big one. I remember I said Kanye is going to be on my show. Mm-hmm. I pictured him sitting where you are right mm-hmm. now. And I pictured him singing my theme song, my intro song, not knowing that, okay, so this is what happened. My best friend who I saw that night was is my soul sister. She um, asked me one day, she was like, so who would, what, um, star, who would you want to interview? What celebrity you want to interview? And I was like, oh, Kanye. Because I had just seen the documentary on Netflix. And I was like, yo, I had so much more respect and for him. And by the way, Kanye does medicine. He does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. So he, yo, oh, yeah. he does okay. Medicine. He does. Oh, he does. I'm medicine. so glad you said that because, Kanye, you are my soul brother. And mm-hmm. let me tell you why I know this. Because... First, my my sister, my soul sister, Shanti, asked me that. And I said Kanye because after the documentary, it was like I saw him differently. You know what I'm saying? And what I documentary always, was this? This is um, e- e- uh, Yeezy. On, it's on Netflix. Okay. Genius. It's called Genius okay. with a J-E-E-N or something like that. Okay. So, so it's called Genius on Netflix. And so I was watching it, and I just was feeling like a pull. So when she asked me if who I'd interview, automatically I'm like, Kanye. And she and she's always loved Kanye. She's always had a respect for him. Yeah, I'm a Kanye fan all day. <laughs> See? <laughs> Everything's going full circle. I feel it. So yeah, you got to come to ceremony. You got to come to one of our ceremonies. He has to. He will. He will. You know why I he know? He got to fund our retreat center in South America. <laughs> That's what you got to do. 
So in when the first night I saw, I did the medicine, I saw him on my show. The second night I saw him, but it kept coming like whizzes, like coming in my vision. So after that, the next day I went home, I did some shrooms, you know, just to see, like, I, I noticed I get a little more intuitive when I do shrooms, but after the medicine, it's been on a whole nother level, right? So I'm just sitting there taking, I guess I'm meditating while I'm doing shrooms and I'm letting all these messages come to me. And one of them was saying, Kanye is more than just like, he's more than a celebrity to you. So I'm just like looking at things and I'm putting things into place. And for some reason it hit me like Kanye's my soul brother. Like (laughs) when I, when I came to that realization, I wish I could tell you how I came into it. It just started coming and now it's so strong. So then I started watching another documentary on him, but it wasn't really him, like, with him. It was just people that did videos on him. And I started looking at him, and I started feeling the same vibration in my heart that I felt when I saw Ashanti was my soul sister. And I started feeling it in my heart, like, just looking at him. And it's, I'm feeling like, yo, am I being crazy? <laughs> and then things just keep happening after that. Like, I just keep getting these signs and messages that he's... Well, you're not crazy. It's just people don't understand that... Man can never know more than spirits. They so can't. And once, I once you start like listening to spirit, things change. It will life. change. I feel like if he was to see this, he's gonna feel something too. He's gonna know. Like it's not. It's not like he's my soulmate like that. He's my soul brother. Like we were brothers in another lifetime or for centuries. Just like I felt the same with Ashanti. Yeah, I mean, many of us choose to incarnate over and over at the same time. You know, in many past lives, some people was our brothers and sisters, and sometimes we incarnate the same time, but not the same place. Wow. Wow. So I really, I really feel like Kanye is my soul brother, and I just want to see him and see what it's going to feel like when we see each other. Because I feel like even just talking about it, I feel kind of a little emotional, Mm -hmm. which is weird because I've never met him. I've always respected him. I was a fan, but not like I would listen to all his albums. You know what I'm saying? I've listened to like two albums, maybe three. But the connection that I felt, and I was like, I never realized that until the medicine and everything, even the way my sister asked me, my, my soul sister asked me, and automatically I'm like Kanye because of the documentary, and I'm thinking that's just it. Like, he's just going to come on my show. But it's deeper than that. Like, Kanye, you are my brother. You need to come on my show, and we need to talk about this in depth. You need to come open up the retreat center right here in Newark, New Jersey. Yes, helping people out. These people need this medicine, and I feel like they need it because... Number one, it's natural, you know, it's not fucking pills, it's natural, and it really, it really does something to you. It's not just like, it's going to really put you in a space that you appreciate your soul, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know, there's a big difference between a lot of medicines and theogenic plants, um, particularly with ayahuasca and yahe, it really takes things away from you without, and if you're not a conscious person, you won't know it, but if it does make you very conscious. It makes you want to meditate. It makes you want to hike. It makes you want to walk barefoot. It makes you want to hug a tree because it gives you that, it reminds you that you're a human, you're earthling, and you're from the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And in Western society, they got us used to thinking that we're not we're not a part of things, but we are a part of it. So, but, you know, with ayahuasca and like Yahe, I mean, these jungle brews, they really take things, it just takes stuff from you. I mean, it took my... <laughs> Ayahuasca took my addictive personality disorder. Mm. When I came back from Peru, I mean, I think I was going to say, and when you and when when us when us city slickers and us that come from the concrete jungle go down to the jungle, go down to the Andes, none of us come back the same. So when I come back, I'm singing Icaros, which are medicine songs that you hear when you do medicine. That they sing. I'm singing Icaros. I'm drumming. Um, I know even my friends and family was like, yo, who is this <laughs> dude, yo? But it happens to all of us. None of us come back the same. And I remember about three months after I came back, I started thinking. I was like, oh, I don't drink no more. I don't smoke no more. Mm. And I was drinking and smoking, but like... I suddenly became that person on Saturday night to have one beer and one joint <laughs> instead of a case of Heineken's, a bottle of Moet, a fifth of Henny, mm. 50 joints. And what, like, I was like, whoa, that was ayahuasca. I was like, Thank you, ayahuasca. Thank you, mushrooms. Oh, I'm glad you said that because I, the first night, all I remember was I kept saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it was just, I couldn't stop. It was me. And my spirit saying, thank you, thank you. And I feel like everything you're saying was a blessing, a blessing, a new blessing's coming. Like, I've changed, I'm in a new transition right now. 
Yeah, medicines give you a, a humility that you can't find in Western society unless you do plant medicine because we're caught up in the ego. It's, it's an ego-driven world, and Western society is an ego-driven society, <laughs> right? So like, oh, I want this new job. I want this new car. I want this, that, and the third. But none of that is beneficial to your spirit and your soul. None of that means nothing when you're about to die. Right. And I still, I like, I like nice things. Don't get me wrong. But it gives you a humility and you start appreciating what you do have and you start thinking about what is most important to you. You know, all of a sudden buying a brand new car, you know, all of a sudden to some people, right. That, you know, you say, uh, car, some people say Mercedes, BMW, you say car to somebody else. They should say transportation. Right. So, I mean, it does give you a humility that you never had. And I think most people, the first time they drink ayahuasca, your head, you do, you do say a lot of thank you because you're really grateful. But you start tapping into yourself, into a, a multidimensional self of yours mm-hmm. that you didn't realize you were always multidimensional. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait a second, I got all these multiple bodies and multiple dimensions, and I'm in charge of all of them, and I can move here, and I can be here. That's great. And in that reminding, and in that, and there, that's when people start remembering they're sacred. Because then all of a sudden, you're like, wait a second, if I'm multidimensional, I could be in these planes, and, and me beings, and, and me deities, I must be sacred too. Yeah. I must be divine too, if I could be in these realms with these beings as well. So, um, yeah. Ayahuasca, yahe, they really take stuff away from you when you really prepare for these medicines the right way. Do it with reverence and respect. Stay in your heart space and come back home and do the work. You know, um, they do take things away from you, but you got to continue the work. Um, whether that's going to retreats, guided meditations, changing your lifestyle, changing your eating habits, changing who you hang out with. Yeah, that, ooh, I'm glad you said that because there's certain people who's not going to like this new you, but that's them purging themselves out of your life because you're on a whole nother level or plane or spiritual level that they are not going to get to. So you could, you should be happy or, you know, I mean, it's not easy when people leave your life, but it's for a, a higher purpose. Yeah, I mean, these medicines make you rise. It drives your vibration. So when you start rising vibration, people that you love and care about, all of a sudden, don't come around no more. Yeah. And then you start really processing your relationship with these people. And, and you might truly love them and care for them. And, they, really, you know, they might be your brothers and sisters or your best friend. Uh, but you start realizing that they're not doing the work on themselves. So, and you're doing the work. And you're changing. And you're growing. And you're healing. And you're changing your vibration. And people are still doing the same thing since 1999. Right. So, you, the, once your vibration doesn't match people doesn't mean you don't love them doesn't mean you don't care for them it just means whatever they're into no longer serves you right and you already had a glimpse of your multi-dimensional self you already had a glimpse of what it is to be in spirit realms and things become more important to you that weren't important before and you start realizing certain things and you become very intuitive and pick up a lot of energies and you don't want certain energies around you because it'll put you in a funk like i've noticed how i've always kind of been intuitive but i never really listened to myself now I'm listening to everything. And it's not helping that I've gone down a tarot card <laughs> rabbit hole on YouTube, but they're all telling me what I've what my ancestors told me that night. They're all saying the same things. One thing about me is I'm not patient. So I'm not patient. I'm waiting for my soulmate to hurry up and get his shit together because I know when together we will be great. Like I know this. I'm already I'm still working. Like you see, I'm doing my podcast. I was in a fashion show. That show that vlog's coming up soon. And so I'm still working on what I have to do to get to the success that I want. But I know with us together it's gonna be like dynamic. Yeah, well, you know, divine feminine balanced by the divine masculine and vice versa is very important. Yes, yeah. Divine feminine and divine masculine being balanced is very important. So balancing the divine feminine, divine, divine masculine within yourself is one thing. When you have a, your counterpart, it really helps balance that energy. And it's a very important energy. It's a very sacred energy. It's a very powerful energy. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so not only did I do Yahe, y'all, but I also did 5-MeO-DMT, which is toad venom. That was different. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I like getting in touch with my spirit, spirituality, so that's why I'm trying these different medicines. But I think with that, it was 
it was different. It's quicker. It doesn't last as long as the plant medicines. The plant medicines I did, you know, it was like for a few hours and we did it more than once. With the toad medicine, you only do it. It's like you feel the effect for about like 15 minutes. But that is a whole nother powerful thing that really. Yeah, don't let the fast acting 15 minutes make you think it's something easy or something that, um, yeah, those are real powerful experiences. Those are real multidimensional experiences, experiences that really put wow. you in some really sacred spaces. Um, DMT is the God molecule. 5-MeO DMT is, I'm sorry, DMT is the spirit molecule. 5-MeO DMT is the God molecule. Yeah. And people think because it has DMT, they both have DMT, the same thing. They're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. 5-MeO is a different ball game. Um, Yahe has 5-MeO containing plants. That's also the biggest difference between Yahe and Ayahuasca. I mean, but these are very powerful experiences that um, people need to have if they're looking to learn how to transcend this plane once they're ready to go. Um, because what a lot of people don't know is before we die, whether we die in the streets from gunshot wound, whether we die in a hospital at old age or we die at home in our sleep before we die, our ego dies before we physically die. And in that moment of physically dying and our ego goes, we realize how spiritual and how multidimensional we are. We realize all the bullshit we did to people and you realize you don't fucked up. You ain't do shit to develop your soul. You ain't do shit to help humanity. You ain't mm. do shit to help your family, your friends, this planet, this earth. And guess what? It's too late. So when you do medicines and you have these ego deaths, it gives you the opportunity to make the things right. Because in those ego deaths, a lot of self-realization comes in. A lot. I feel like, I don't know exactly what ego death is, but I remember a point where I felt like, okay, I'm... I feel like I did have an ego death, but at the same time, it wasn't a bad experience. And I feel like because my heart is so pure, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like I did anything bad or like I felt peaceful, you know what I mean? And it's the way I remember, it's like I can't fully remember what happened, but I remember at one point it just was like, okay, it's your time. And I was just like, okay, am I really about to die for real? Like, it was something like that real quick, but I was okay with it. So I don't know if that's an ego death because I feel like when I came to myself, it took a while, but when I finally came to myself, I felt like I was the same Miss A. I was like, damn, what what just happened? But then when I walked in the fashion show the other day, that was not Adrian that walked out the fashion show. That was my spirit that walked out the fashion show, you know, because I don't even remember half the stuff I did on the runway, you know. So I was just like, it did do something. I just, I'm still, I guess, in my human form, like stuck to my human form. You know what I, I Yeah, I mean, all, all the ego deaths are very different for everyone, and the different medicines can give you different types of ego death. So like, like ego death on mushrooms can be really difficult. Because oh, mushrooms? mushrooms, yeah, mushrooms will hold that space and keep you in that ego death experience and keep keep showing you about yourself. Oh, and to the point where you're like, okay, no more, I don't want to get it. All right, I'm not going to be an asshole no more. You know, um, toad for many people can be very traumatic because you can feel your your die. How many times you died? How I've many, heard that. How, how many? How ancient we really are? Um, LSD has gave me one of the most beautiful ego deaths ever. Now, is LSD natural or is that man-made? Um, a lot of plant medicine people don't, you know, they don't talk about, oh, you know, MDMA, Molly, the real pure stuff, not the junk you buy on the streets that's mixed with fentanyl and crystal meth and all that crap. Mm -hmm. um, and LSD is synthesized in the lab. By the end of the day, LSD comes from black mold from prehistoric times. So it still comes from Pachamama. Pachamama means earth is the word we use in mm -hmm. Central South America. And even MDMA, the core... Um, Plant medicine is sassafran. That's the heart opener. So yeah, it's processed and synthesized. And you got a lot of plant medicine. People are like, no, I just do the plants, just do the plants, just do the plants. But even the science behind LSD, MD, uh, LSD is amazing. It works on different receptors of the brain that mushrooms and DMT and the toad doesn't. Mm. Okay. So it works on different receptors. Um, LSD is a beautiful medicine. Uh, I don't, I'm not really sure why we're not doing it more often. I never. I don't um, know if I want to do it. It's a very beautiful medicine, but you know, even the, the, the beautiful thing about the times we're living in right now is that 
science is proven what indigenous ancient cultures have been telling us for thousands of years, right? So now we don't we don't gain we don't put all the, the the readers on people's head, and we gave them five meo DMT toe. We gave them psilocybin. We gave them ayahuasca, and we see we gave them we see what it does in the brain. Mm-hmm. You know, so psilocybin creates all these new pathways that you never had before, and that's why it's it's curing people with treatment resistance PTSD. Wow. It's treating curing people with anxiety, and we have the clinical trials, FDA clinical trials, to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, they map people. They gave people the, the toe to medicine. They mapped the brain. The tour. The toad restores your brain completely, brings back all your serotonin, oxytocin. Wow. I mean, it just refills everything. Wow. So most people that do toad, you know, they're feeling great for like a whole week. It's just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Because everything's been bought back to balance. And, you know, and LSD works on different receptors that psilocybin and DNT doesn't work on. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of people that start doing, I mean, a lot of people that do toad medicine um, that start off in the lower, lower dosages, They'll feel it. You can feel it. You can feel like he's like, wow. yo, what is that? Damn. You know, that's why micro, that's why microdosing with psilocybin is also um, very important because you're you're firing off neurons and receptors that have been dead for a long time. I mean, we start losing neurons and receptors just when we reach a teenage years. Wow. Then as we get older. Um, lifestyle, pollution, right. the, the water, you know, <laughs> not eating clean, uh, whatever other drugs and alcohol we do destroys and causes plaque in the brain. These substances cause neuroplasticity in the brain. So you can literally bring your brain back using wow. plaque medicine. That's deep. I know one of my intentions when I did the Yahe is to not drink. Um, I was drinking every single day, every single day, whether it's wine or alcohol, it doesn't matter. It was still every single day. So my intention was to stop that. So the first night I was just like, okay, while I was having my visions, I, one of them was just saying, you know, you need to stop drinking. So I was like, okay, I, I'm done. But then the next day when I was to myself, I was like, wait, am I really? So they were like, well, tonight's medicine will let you know for sure. So that night it was like, no, you're done. You're done drinking. So I was like, okay, I'm done drinking. But it's still a fight because I'm not done drinking. I don't drink as much. You know, I went 17 days without alcohol. Thank you. Where's my applause? <laughs> I went 17 days without alcohol. But then, you know, I kind of slowly but surely went back to it. But not every day. So now it's like I won't bring it home with me. Um, so if I go out on the weekend, I'll drink it. So at least I know I'm not doing as much, so I don't feel guilty about it. But yeah, I-, I mean, that's why coming back to ceremony is important because everybody's healing looks different. And sometimes people tell me, hey, Antonio, I yeah, you do a lot of medicine. I don't always do a lot of medicine. I talk about medicine all the time because this is what <laughs> I do. But this, like me personally, I do a ceremony a month. Some people can do one ayahuasca and they're good for two or three years and that healing lasts them that long. You know, but I come from the inner, inner city, you know. I was a grown man when I was 11 years old, wow. you know, in 1992, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like um, I got a lot of healing to do. And for me to be able to be a medicine man, I got to make sure I'm doing my healing work and I reach the level of healing that allows me to serve my community. Because you can't be a medicine person and serve medicine and bring your shit to the ceremonial space. Mm-hmm. Because then it will come out in the participants. And then your ceremony becomes a shit show. Damn. And instead of people receiving healing, they receive psychedelic trauma. Instead of you being a beautiful medicine man, you, you're, you're actually uh, causing shamanic malpractice. Wow. So, you know. And that's dangerous because this is their spirit you're dealing with. It's not like it's spirit and mind. And you know what I'm saying? So you fucking with too many yeah, things. Yeah, no, I mean, even me. I mean, I do, I do, I can, over the years, I've done a lot of medicine and I do a ceremony a month and I work with different medicines. And in one year, I might work with cactus medicine, peyote one year. One year, I might work with ayahuasca. And one year, I might work with the toad. So I also listen to the spirit. And um, as a medicine man, too, as a young age, I, I took the time to develop a relationship with each medicine. So that I can also now guide my people the right way. Not everybody needs ayahuasca right away. Not everybody needs That's the mushroom true. all the way. If you're not in the right state of mind, I don't think it's... Sometimes people just need some good MDMA and a therapist for five hours. <laughs> you know, so... And then and then once they can clear that stuff up, then you can move on more to the divisionary plants. Um, so so I've been able to guide my, my, my community in that way because I built... I took my time out to build a relationship up with each medicine so I don't necessarily jump from medicine to medicine, although now I can, 
because I took my time over the years to build a relationship with each medicine. But sometimes I know, okay, like this person needs grounding. You need you need a cactus medicine. You need some mm. better or peyote so you can ground and focus here. You know, you got too much trauma that you haven't spoken about. You need some MDMA and a therapist for eight hours. <laughs> you know, some people got so <clears throat> much shit. They need they need three cups of ayahuasca. So so much healing needs to go on, and I feel like it can heal the world. Like I really feel like it can really heal the world if they're open to it. Not everyone's open to this, you know. But well, you know, like um, shout out to Kalindi Baba Kalindi, rest in peace, rise in power. You know, Baba Kalindi is African American black martial artist out of uh, Detroit. He's the poster boy for ultra high dose mushrooms, and check him out on YouTube, Baba Kalindi IE. You know. Um, and Kyle Bob Kalindi was a mushroom guy. He was taking like 30, 40 grams at one time. Damn. And you only do these journeys like once a year. It's a lot of responsibilities when you're doing that type of medicine. But, you know, Kalindi was a big, uh, people thought that he hated on ayahuasca. And it's not that he hated on ayahuasca. It's that a lot of privileged folks were doing ayahuasca, 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 ayahuasca. So when he would talk, he would be like, well, come do the mushroom. Come do the mushroom. <laughs> you know, but it, looking back at it now, these plants are master conscious teachers and healers. They know where they're going. So ayahuasca is marketing itself to the people that control this world. It's marketing. Mm. It's, it's showing itself oh. to the privileged people because they're the ones that can they need it. That can, they can need it. And they're the ones that, that make the calls and can change things, you know? Okay. So these plants know where they're going and when they don't want to go nowhere, they won't they show won't. up. Wow. So some people think, oh, I could just order some medicine on the internet. Yeah, you can. It don't mean it's going to come. Wow. Um, because they know where they're going. Um, so, you know, we need these plants and these amphibians and these fungi and these cacti to remember who we are. They haven't forgotten who they are. Right. They haven't forgotten right. the animals, the insects. They haven't forgotten who they are. Wow. They know they come from divinity. They know they come from the land of pure ultraviolet light, the land of light, sound, and vibration that's older than Earth itself. We've forgotten that. We've been dumbed down. We've been so indoctrinated, inculcated. We're plagued by so much dogma. You know, that's why one reason sometimes people need to keep coming back to ceremony before they even have any visions. Wow. You know, some people have to do medicine for a year before they have a vision. Some people have to do medicine for several years before they have a real journey or vision. Because we're unpacking so much. Mm. We got the trauma in our life that we caused on ourselves. We got the trauma. Our parents are the first people to traumatize us, right? Speak facts. You know, and then we got ancestral trauma. <laughs> we got all this ancestral trauma. You know, Tainos, Puerto Rico, we were the first nation to experience colonization, genocide, mm. rape, torture, slavery. So a lot of people be like, why Puerto Ricans always mad? Because we got every right to be mad. Mm. You know, what they did to the rest of the Americas, and when they bring over our African brothers and sisters, they did that on us first. They figured it out on us. Wow. Even to this day, there's a lot of Spanish words that are not Spanish. They're Arawakan. They're Taino. Because it it got absorbed into the Spanish language. Like hurricane. Hurricane is an Arawakan word. You have a semi, the Taino. There's 12 Taino semis. The semis is the, the deities. Okay. And Huracan, Hurricane is one. Wow. You guys the other one. I never knew that. So we have so many blockages, so many blockages, so much stuff to clear and unpack and let go and release. That's why it's important for some people. Some people can come to ceremony and their spirit is so tapped in. The first time they ever have any medicine, they have a, a life-changing transformational experience. Wow. Some people need to keep coming back and doing their work, doing, doing their work, doing their work, doing their work. Clear, clear, ancestral cleansing. I mean, it's even proven by science. We have 15 epigenetics in our DNA that go back seven generations. Damn. So we are our ancestors. Yeah. Going back wow. seven. We have from our great-grandfather going back seven times, from our great-grandmother going back seven times, that's who we are. So we are our ancestors. So, so, we are so. our ancestors. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Damn, that's deep. Antonio, wait. Say it again, cacique. Cacique Antonio. Cacique Antonio. And, and in some cultures, they say cacique. Cacique. Yeah, some people in South, South America, they still use cacique and cacique. Okay. Cacique. Well, I mean, oh, I wanted to ask you, how often can you do the 5-MeO-DMT? Now, that's what Mike Tyson's been doing also. In case you guys feel like you've heard it before, you probably heard Mike Tyson talk about it a few times. Yeah, Mike Tyson has really... Um, 
made the toe medicine really popular in many ways. Not a good thing because now you got all these frat kids and college boys coming down on the borderline of Arizona where the Sonora Desert is and trying to take these toes and they don't know what they're doing. Uh, but yeah, Mike Tyson has made it really popular. If you ever watched the first few interviews of him speaking about it, he wants to break down and cry. Um, I think the first interview you have it did was on ESPN. If you can look for that one. I think that's the first time he ever mentioned it. He's made it more popular. Toad medicine is not something you do often. Um, you can go in with the toad medicine every 30 days. Okay. Um, no need to go in more than that. It puts you in a very sacred place. And um, you have to make sure you integrate in these experiences and processing them properly. So you don't necessarily go right back to another ceremony until you process and integrate it what that experience was. So processing is understanding it. <coughs> what did you see? What did you encounter? Integrating is how do I take that experience and use it in my everyday life to become a better person, a better father, a better husband, a better daughter, a better mother, um, better friend, you know. Um, some people think, oh, I'm going to go down to Peru and do these medicines. I'm going to come back and quit my job. <laughs> you know, n- not necessarily true, but if you do, it's for the better. <laughs> right, right. There's the reason. I mean, but necessary, but in general, when you're doing these medicines, you don't want to make any life changing decisions within the first few months, especially wow. when you first start working with these plants. Um, and you want to take time to ground too. It's very important to ground when you're working with these medicines. Um, grounding, like consciously ground. Like your intention of meditation is let me ground back to my earth to 3D yeah. because this realm is also very important. So sometimes you do, I have seen some great medicine people and kind of lose their ways um, because they're not grounded anymore and kind of regressed in their healing yeah. and kind of go back to their old ways. So, you know, it's it's a lot of work when you're doing these medicines. You know, we don't show up to drink ayahuasca in your head knowing that we're going to purge out of both holes, possibly. You know, it, it, it's it's not always that fun. It can be very loving. It can be very transformational, but it's it's work. It's work. It takes a lot of work. And I'm, um, like I said, I would definitely do Yahe again. I definitely want to try ayahuasca and wachuma because wachuma was initially what I was going to do. Chuma is a beautiful medicine. I actually rec- I highly recommend you, you really? sit down that medicine next. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's all I needed. This is my medicine man right here. Yeah. My medicine doctor. Um, that's all I need to hear. I guess. That's what I'm going to do next. Yeah, shout out to the Native American church. Yeah, I did get my card for the church, so I do. I'm a member of the church now, so um, I got it last year. So I'm ready. I, I do want to do it because I just feel like it's bringing me more to my higher self, and I love this feeling. It makes me so happy, and I feel like me being my higher self is going to be able to help other people. You Absolutely. know, like I'm, I'm telling you, my purpose on life is to help inspire people to live their lives. That's my purpose. That's it. It takes on a lot of responsibility, too, because I'm, I'm an empath. So I deal like I'm sensitive when people like people want to leech onto me just to get my energy and then then leave me to dry in the dust. You know what I mean? So I, I'm used to that. But it's like something I have to I don't have to deal with, but it's something that I'm going to run into here and there. I'm just learning to protect myself just now. And I'm almost 40 years old. And this is me just coming to my purpose now. Yeah, just to, to piggyback off what you just said, um, when I was in the hood grinding and doing all the things that we do in the ghettos, because I did it all. Um, and we're numbing, right? We're numbing. When weed, alcohol, um, abusing pot. Because pot, I have nothing against pot. It was the first plant medicine that most of us use. Um, but it, it, the spirit is abused. So people are not getting what they can get out of pot. When you don't abuse it and you work with it with reverence and respect, pot can give you a lot. But when you're smoking a thousand blunts a day, you're not going to get any of that. But um, just, you know, what you was just saying, plant medicine makes you feel. So I knew that I was an empath, but I didn't realize that I got older. I was like, oh, that's why I was numbing. Mm. That's why I was drinking, popping pills, smoking a thousand blunts. I didn't want to feel. So when you come to plant medicine, it's about feeling. Because we're never going to heal collectively until we start feeling. We're never going to care for ourselves. We're never going to care for our brothers. We're not going to care for our mother until we start feeling. Wow. Yeah, so plant medicine is about feeling confronting your fears confronting your pain confronting your suffering understanding why you went through what you went through understanding why your community go why you went through understanding why your ancestors went through what they went through and once you can feel that 
understand it, you can heal from that. And then you can adjust and move forward accordingly. But as long as you're numbing, 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 numbing. You're always going to keep numbing. You're never going to stop. And you're not going to solve anything. You know, so um, I do feel like if you are in the right mindset or if you're open to it and if you're open to the change in life that you really want, people say they want change, but then when it happens, they get scared and they run away. Absolutely. If you really, really want to change your life for the better, if you're ready for that mentally and spiritually, then I would recommend to try um, um, Yahe or Ayahuasca if you're ready for it, you know, but if you're not ready for it, don't try it. Um, like I said, I was ready for it. I prepared for it and it's really helped me a lot and I still feel like I'm growing. So I'm going to be into plant medicines now. That's it. (laughs) I am. And just be careful when you're doing these plant medicines. Don't just jump into any medicine group. There's a lot of people that don't know how to hold a sacred space properly. You will have very bad experiences if the medicine man doesn't know how to hold that space. You know, some people go down to Peru and they do ayahuasca two times. They buy ayahuasca at the market, bring it back. They serve it. People are having terrifying experiences and then they want nothing to do with medicine. Um, So be mindful, very mindful. If you're going to sit in these circles, find out who the medicine person is, who did they train under, where did they learn how to serve, who told them how to uh, um, hold the sacred space. Um because I actually got some retreats coming up at the end of July. Yes, let's talk about it. So I've, I've, I've worked it out directly with uh, the retreat center in Costa Rica and <coughs> the retreat center in Peru. Um, the, I worked it out directly to make these things affordable um, to black, brown, and Latinos from the city because these, these, these type of retreats can be very pricey. There's a lot of retreat centers out there that cater to just privileged people. And our people don't got $7,000 for one week at a retreat center. So I made it making these retreats extremely accessible with some really masterful, powerful, beautiful, all heart medicine people. So, so at the end of July, the 17th to the 24th, we're in Costa Rica drinking Yahe. There's going to be four ceremonies. Um, with a beautiful Taino brother of mine, uh, Behike brother. Behike means medicine man in the Arawak nation in the Taino language. And she met him. She sat with him. Very masterful person. Yeah. Amazing brother. Um, it's been nothing but a blessing to collaborate with him. Um, shout out to Behike Jerry. He's in Costa Rica right now. Yeah, he was supposed to come on. So I'm, hopefully I'll get him on the show one day. He was supposed to come on today. We'll get him <laughs> on. And then shout out to Modern Mystics NYC. Um, the, organ, the, uh, the founder of that organization, Inaruti, a.k.a. Kathy. Inaruti. Yes, um, collaborating with, with her in the Bronx and her Taino community, and we're doing Peru August 1st to the 12th. There's going to be two ayahuascas and one wachuma. Well, wachuma is the Inca wow. name for San Pedro cactus. And um, we're going to do all the sacred sites. We're going to do Machu Picchu, so, it's not, so we'll do medicine. It will also be going to all these sacred sites. The elder is amazing. He cleanses us and cleans us. Doing cleanses and clearing for a good week before we do any medicine. Okay, okay. So that's 12 days, 2,800. <laughs> You're not going to find a retreat like that anywhere else. I'm hoping to go to the one in August. July, I'll be in Zanzibar, but August. Yeah, you'll be in Zanzibar. I want to be in Zanzibar one day, too. <laughs> uh, but real quick, Costa Rica is only two grand. Two grand, seven days. Um, that's real close. Peru is 12 days because you're traveling to the southern hemisphere of the world. No one no one goes that far for a week. Yeah. Um, but, again, I price these out to make it extremely accessible to our people. I mean, I do work with everyone, but I, I do focus on the POC community or BIPOC. I don't know. I'm not, I, I hate being political. They're always trying to take the names away from us. First, we're PC. We were people of color. Now we're BIPOC. What? Black and BIPOC. indigenous people of color. Oh, because damn. They included, some other, they included like some other people as POC. So... Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm not a I'm not a politician, so I don't care about being politically correct. But, but yeah, these things are really accessible, and you can on these retreats, you're guaranteed to have transformational experiences with real medicine people doing really good work. Um, so yeah, yeah, just be careful who you uh, where you go and who you sit with when you do these medicines, because it's not a recreational drug. It's not like sitting around passing a joint. No disrespect to the marijuana spirit. It's not like sitting around drinking a 40 or a bottle of Moet. These are not recreational. These are medicines. And, and 
you know, sometimes where medicine implies we're sick, but we kind of are, right? Look at look at the world; it's falling apart. And the stuff we've been eating, even if you're vegan, some of the stuff we eat in vegan is not right. <laughs> so just be careful. He gave you tips on where to, on how, what questions to ask. Um, I'm gonna post the your flyers for both retreats, so they'll see that too. Uh, all right. Cacique? Cacique. 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 Antonio, thank you so much for coming. Thank I appreciate you. it. And thank you for introducing you. me to the plant medicine. I definitely want to do the watch room next. So we'll talk about that. This is my lovely Lunatic Leo Life podcast. Oh, you do you want to tell them your Instagram or? Yeah, Instagram, sure. It's uh, Cacique underscore Cuevas. So that's C-A-C-I-Q-U-E underscore C-U-E-V-A-S. And if you follow her on Instagram, you can find me off her page. I'm also on, on, on Facebook, Casique Antonio. So if you find me on there, and if you, if you if you feel the call, if you hear the call, reach out to her. She get she can get a hold of me. Like I said, um, yeah, if you, if you hear the call for this plant medicine, you'll know it. Come down. Come on My down. call was when... You called me, and I was ready for it. You know, last year I wasn't ready. I was trying to get it last year. It wasn't working out. This year, you called me. That means the medicine was calling me, and I was ready. And I met my dope-ass queen warrior ancestor, and she's running through my blood, y'all. And thank you for answering the call and doing this deep sacramental work. I've, I've Definitely. I'll keep doing it, too. I'll keep because I want to share my light with everybody else, you know. <sighs> so this was an enlightening show and very informative. So I will see you guys again next week. Deuces.